Toto, I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. You're listening to Out of Oz, a podcast from Building 28 Church. Welcome back to Out of Oz, a Building 28 podcast where we confront the fantasies and fallacies of modern Christian culture with compassion, conviction, and courage. Boom! Nailed it. I'm Danny. I'm not Peter. I'm not usually here, but he had to step out. So I'm not, yeah, we're not Deshaun. Not Deshaun. Truth. No. Never hosted Out of Oz before, but we're here to talk about Acceptable sense Acceptable today. Sins. And I've got the Tell super, I've got the superpowers with me as always. He's just a mainstay now. And we are talking today. I'm your left hand man. Ooh, <laughs> or my foot, as Jeffrey says. Ooh, um my, yeah. Don't get <laughs> it twisted. Don't step on me. Um we're talking about the inconsistencies of Christians, really. And that would include us. We're not na- yeah. we're not naive. Sure. We might be blind to our inconsistencies, but we're not naive to the fact that we have them. So the discussion, I think, is going to be, I don't know, it's going to be interesting because we're going to talk about sin. We're, talk, we're talking about sin. And it's interesting because Specific while, while, we all, while we all, and I would even argue those outside the church, those outside of theism would admit that there's sin in the world, they wouldn't call it sin. They call it wrongdoing wrong. or evil or, Corruption. you know, what, whatever it is, we're all there. And so it's incumbent upon us as Bible believers to get sin right. And maybe, just maybe, if we're wise enough and open our minds enough we maybe can acknowledge today that we have gotten sin wrong we have sinned in our understanding of sin perhaps yeah totally. so totally when you see someone commit sin or hear confession of sin the degree of that said sin can either raise eyebrows or in turn roll eyes if you hear someone is struggling with gossip the odds are you're not shocked but if your friend went on an all-night rager and got wasted I should put on my sunglasses for this. The odds are you pass judgment and have a check in your conscience. There are certain sins that are embedded, ingrained, and normalized in American culture as we know it. Gluttony, pride, greed, selfishness, and others. What's the difference between our varying levels of sin? Why does the church so easily, seemingly, accept certain sins? Boom. So now... Our favorite host of, of many of jump the favorites into it. can take it away for us. So the title of the podcast is Acceptable Sins, and we're going to dive into that. But first, we have to define sin. Yes, we do. So let's hear it. Sin, most helpfully defined, I think, Learn comes, about this catechism? <laughs> comes from the Westminster Shorter Catechism, which is then echoed. 40 years later in the 1689, second <laughs> London. The Westminster, which was echoed the first London from <laughs> no, no, 1644. No, 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 so no, go, no, ahead, no, go no, ahead. No, 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 Question 14. What is sin? Sin is want of conformity unto or transgression of the law of God. Mm. So it's you're either not bringing your life into line with God's law, God's word, or you're crossing the line of God's word and you're breaking what is explicitly there. I what, if like this. what if you're crossing the line of what you think is God's law? You're so convinced. I mean, like just so convinced. Right. But it's not actually God's law. Well, that 
the definition moves us to have to have a right definition of the law of God. And it has to be based on scripture, not on our opinion of what scripture is. So it's, so it's got to be historically verified. Which I was going to say is how we all live, because that's all we can go with is our right, being in scripture. Not doing cultural mm. things, which is, I think, where we go wrong the most is defining sin culturally. Yeah. So that's what I would say. What would you say? What is sin? I would agree with that. Okay. I think that that's the issue with so much of Christianity today is we can agree with the standard definition of something because we're defining it differently. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm not saying you and I are, but right. I'm saying I know a lot of Reformed people who would, who would read that and would apply all of their mm. laws like the Pharisees would have done yeah. to the law of God yep. because they're, and it's not just because they want to be a Pharisee. The Pharisees weren't trying to be legalist. They were trying to be holy to the point where they wanted to be as holy practically as God mm. is holy. And so what they start, so like, for example, love Jerry Bridges. He's dead now. But so, but love Jerry wrote Bridges the book, wrote, the, wrote the book, Acceptable Sentence. So yeah. I, I think it was a dozen sins and I don't have them in front of me right now, but we would agree that all 12 are sins. Yeah. Worldliness, ungodliness. Gluttony, are, gossip, yeah. anger. But what is worldliness? What is ungodliness? Oh, I, oh yeah. That's what, that's what I'm saying. That, that's why this is a convoluted issue because yeah. we're all going to be like, oh, yep, ungodliness is sin. Yeah. So we have to be incredibly careful with the law of God. Yeah, we do. Like really yeah, careful do. and not mm-hmm. take it further. Not, not, certainly not. And I would agree with all my reform buddies that so many in the evangelical world take truths from the law of God and diminish the law of God. Make it yeah. less than what it is. We can't do that, but we can't make it more than what it is that's either. It. Unless we become we Pharisees. Yeah, we can't do that. And say, you and can't do this, can't do that. To strain a gnat and to show ourselves. Dude, I've said on so many given podcasts. Given the traditions of men. The, the proclivity of humanity in, its, in the church we're not exempt is to go to extremes. No, it's, it's always, not. Yeah, exactly. It's, <laughs> it's always to go to extremes. Absolutely and so not. we yeah. can take the law of God and we can take sin and agree with a Westminster or yeah. Baptist catechism, and and then say, but this is what worldliness, this is what ungodliness, this is what impurity, mm-hmm. this is what sin is, or this is what the law of God is, and then conversely in reaction, that be like, nope, 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 and and we get it wrong on either side of this, right? So, Case in point, I had a minister, Presbyterian minister, super conservative Presbyterian minister, all those clarifying things, <laughs> once tell me we both affirm this statement. And he told me that I was in sin because I like football and watching football on Sundays and I do fantasy football. I'm in two leagues. Sabbatarian. And yeah, that that was the root of it. And so we were clearly in different worlds and yet we both affirmed this one statement on sin, which begs more discussion, more Mm. nuance. We can't be mental hobbits about these things. We got to be full grown. You're so so gracious. You're so gracious. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. Would you say, because I feel like the context we're thinking of this it's like we all know that person, like you said, that's mm-hmm. come at you and like yeah. confronted you. Do you think it's more important to know what really is sin so that you don't call someone out wrongly? Or do you think it's more important to really know what sin is so you're not always guilty and asking like and repenting of things that aren't actually sin? I, the, mo- the most important reason that we should know, the most important is because, so let me just, let me just paint an analogy. If I want to be friends with Danny, I need to know what makes her happy, right? I need to, I need, and I need to not do the things that make her upset. And that's the most important part of our relationship as friends. So if I take that to God 
to our, the most important aspect of sin is not my relationship with other people about mm. God, even though that's important. My most important aspect of sin and understanding what sin is, is my relationship to God. And I think that we get it twisted and we become so man-centered and like people around us and my performance and how I appear to people that we forget the most important thing is my standing practically before the Lord. Like I stand positionally righteous in Jesus, but practically, am I grieving his heart or am I mm. pleasing his heart? Like that is the most important thing. And I think a lot of this, a lot of the rest of this starts to take care of itself when I can just say with a clear conscience, affirmed by people in my life that I respect and love and affirmed by scripture that I am striving to walk with God. We've been talking mm -hmm. about our home group, right? Yeah. And I'm trying to argue this point and you might disagree, but I'm just going, have we made it more complex to Christian life than it's supposed to be? Like, what if, what if it's just supposed to be, I wake up in the morning with a appreciation for God's grace and a desire to honor him with my life. And I just live my life. Like, what if, what if it's that simple? Maybe it's not. But what if it is? I feel like so much takes care of, like, like you take it again, like marriage. You take it to marriage and you're just like, if I wake up in the morning with an appreciation for my spouse and a desire is to honor them, then it's going to, it's going to help. It's going to help me throughout the day not to get angry at them. And when I do, I just need to confess that and be like, oh, I was wrong. I shouldn't have done that. Right. I just feel like there's so much guilt and there's so much fear mongering and there's so much censure and mm -hmm. you're not godly and you're Scolding worldly that. and... And it's just so, it's like our Christianity has become so horizontal mm. that we forgot the verticality of it, which right. is primary. Like well, we that, can't overreact there and say there's no horizontal elements. Isn't that all we do? It's true. That's all we yeah, do. Isn't that all we do is overreact? Right. We're just wah, wah, wah. <laughs> but I, but I, I think I take, and maybe maybe it's just I'm so incredibly mature in my walk. Um, I, I'm kidding. I'm not. Um, but I, I do take the approach of, I think the horizontal works itself out pretty darn well if, if our verticality yeah, is where amen. it should be. Ten commandments. Like, we don't commandment. have to worry about it that much. Yeah, we don't have to worry about the last six yeah. if we're following the first four. First four. Yeah. Like, they just kind of work uh, themselves out. Yeah. When I, I'm not saying that we are never going to, but if I'm trying to love the Lord my God with all my heart, soul, mind, stream, which is Jesus comprising the commandments and love my neighbors myself. So that's the first four and the last six, really, in Jesus' words. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I just think it is. <laughs> uh, you know, I, hey, then I'm, I'm like, I'm like, it doesn't have to be as convoluted. Okay. I don't know. Like, you well, know. that's true. That's so a good important so thanks, thanks for tuning in today. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's a really good point because the reason why there are some some sins that we view as acceptable and some that are unacceptable is because we're viewing it in a horizontal way. And look, to Power's point, that cannot be diminished that there are certain, yeah. all sin vertically same. is the same. Yeah. All sin horizontally is not. Okay? Amen. It's, just, it's not Amen. the same. We can't do that twisted. That's why the church has rightfully reacted so strongly to sexual sin over the years. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it's adultery, fornication, immorality, because every sin that a man does is outside the body. But he who commits sexual immorality, Paul says, 1 Corinthians 6, 18, sins against his own body. So Paul is there saying, horizontally it's different like there's a there's a breakdown of trust there's a right so and, and so by me saying i just wake up and i want to like not all try, try to honor the same. lord i'm not yeah. justifying any actual sin any transgression of the law of god but what i'm saying is i think there's a freedom that we're missing in christianity oftentimes a freedom that we're missing to just live to live and breathe you know for lack of a better term in the glory of god in which, the face of god which looks so much like jesus it's refreshing because when just jesus like, came he made all the pagans mad because 
he wasn't going to be the political deliverer that they wanted. <laughs> Jesus and, made everyone mad? And all the religious people yeah, mad. everybody. And so there should be something. Somebody's trying to be like Jesus. There should be something about the modern Christian that should make pagans uncomfortable and religious people that look like Ned Flanders very uncomfortable. Dang. Which is why I like having tattoos because if someone thinks you. tattoos are sinful, I'm going to roll my sleeves up to try to break some of their categories. But if Free somebody- them. You know, if there's like a legitimate struggle there horizontally, I might roll them down. Yeah. You know, to try to help my brother or sister. I completely agree. And this is going to easily turn into a rant. So I'm going to hand this back over Let's to Danny. Let's do this. Okay. Danny. So what are some examples some of the sins that are more easily accepted? You talked about sexual sin as being rightfully reacted to. But maybe on the flip side, what are some things that? Yeah. Let's go there. Gluttony. Gluttony in the Southern Baptist world with all the potlucks, even those named wrong, should be pot providences. In the, the butt, in the buffets. There's no such thing as luck. In the buffets. <laughs> True. I've <In> <laughs> never thought about that. As if it's a thing. Come on, people. Who named this thing? Gluttony is rampant in the church. Mm. People going to food to cope, to comfort, other episode, well, to listen to that. Ultimately satisfy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is visibly shown. How, that how dare you? Though there might be a metabolism issue, I, I have like five meals a day because of crazy metabolism and I faint if I don't eat all the time. Not everybody's made the same way, but it can be visibly you shown. You like one of those goats? Like, like, like screaming you, you, you scared and you haven't, you haven't had a food in a couple hours so you just fall <laughs> yeah, over? Yeah. I think gluttony is huge. But we're like afraid to talk about it because we don't want to fat, fat shame someone. Yeah. yeah. So, because there really might be something there that we don't know what's going on that they really struggle with. Yeah. But we can talk about these things. We should be able to talk mm -hmm. about I, I these think, things. I think what, what part of the problem for the polarization of certain things and not others is typically the things, a lot of times, the things that are most polarized are easily defined. For example, you're either addicted to porn or you're not. There's no like, there's no nuance. It's black like, and white. It's black and white. Yeah. You know, or like, so a lot of the sins that we're like, oh, nope, nope, uh, nope, are the easily, are they're easily seen. The ones that are harder to find, like gluttony yeah. or pride. I, I wasn't prideful, Danny. Like, I was just like confident. Like, I was just, yeah. you know, I have to say to our staff all the time, I'm not, I'm not being narcissistic. I'm just, you know, confident. Like, I'm just confident yeah. in this, you know? This and, and for me, that's true. It's different. Um, but, uh, <laughs> or, or people will be like, I'm not gossiping. I'm just sharing a prayer request. Yeah, uh, okay. you know, like, and so, and then you're like, no, but that's uh, that's there's no there's no Went benefit way to that. too much detail. No now we all know, and you know, it's just like, but but those are harder to like pin down and define sometimes, and that's why we need to talk about them. Like, we have an entire sermon series from a couple years ago called the Seven Deadly Sins, and I think it was last January. Yeah, and it's just walking through because most of those seven deadly sins, like sloth. Like oh, laziness, that's a that's a laziness one. is a sin. It's in a the pastoral sin. world. This might be rabbit trail. Tell, tell me if it is. Whatever. I think there's 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 two kinds. Rabbit of Rabbit trails are fun. Yeah, they are. I think so. There there are two kinds of people that are attracted to being pastors. Some that are like super driven and ambitious and mm -hmm. will work themselves to death. Yep. And people that don't want a boss and are really lazy and want an environment where they can just Preach. kind of sit back and do nothing. Preach, man. Those are the kind of people that really become Which one pastors. Are you? I'm way over here. <laughs> I usually got to take a break. And I'm so over here with my number one that if anyone's not working hard, yeah. I can view them very simply and overact my own mind and just assume that they're lazy. But that goes back to that we right. are extremist right. by nature. Humans are extremist. <laughs> but that we, doesn't negate that laziness is also a 
and workaholism are both things mm-hmm. that are accepted True. in the church. Both ends. Workaholism and both overachieving ends. and yeah. thinking that I'm, I work harder than Jesus. Way. Yeah. Like, you know. Um, a Slytherin ambition, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Hey. But that wasn't No Snape. Sabbath. Hey, this is that's Harry Potter references. I feel like I gotta make these little asterisks for Sorry. hours. So. We need the, the drop so, down I mean, links. I mean, we could go we could go on and on today where and and here's the thing. I know I've talked about it on other shows. As we're listening, we are just great at justifying our extremism mm. and and condemning it in others. So whatever it is that I'm cool with, mm. like as a workaholic, like yourself. That's I'm, okay. I'm, that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. You should you know? be laboring like yeah. this. Yeah. Paul said, I pour out myself like a drink offering. Or people that like, okay, so I'm, I'm high, strong, A-type. That might have a tendency to drive me toward being a jerk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I can just justify that and be like, nope, nope, I'm not being a jerk. Right. Um, it's just be, who be, I am. I'm just willing to, to hit things <laughs> head on, yeah. you know? And so then we have to walk the nuance of where's the line between being strong and direct and confronting mm-hmm. things instead of letting it fester and crossing that line mm. and being a jerk. The you lines know? are seen more easily. We can move the goalposts pretty easy. In relation yeah. to other people mm-hmm. and being known and knowing others. I think what we're doing is we're trying to answer the question, which is hard because we could be here all day trying to answer right. it. We're trying to answer it principally yeah. by there needs to be self-awareness. There needs to be um, biblical observation of these things. There needs to be a humility to mm-hmm. actually, which is hard because if you don't have that, you know, it's I'm hard really to really like, humble. Find. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> more humble than you. They're, they're not, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I'm God more humble than you are. Humble brag. I'm amazing Oxymoral. and I'm humble about it. But there needs to be humility to like, to see. And sometimes in the moment, like, like if you get confronted, because we talk about bad confrontation a lot, like somebody yeah. coming to you about something that's not sin. But sometimes in the moment, like if Adam comes to me and he's like, hey, this is actually a sin. I might react negatively because my pride is wounded or whatever. Yeah. But then afterwards, just having the fortitude to like kind of go before God and be like, is, was that wrong? Is there truth there? Is there Good truth question. in that? You know? Yeah. I'm not being able to not just said. throw it out and yeah, like dismiss it. it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Which might entail further issues. Yeah. But I think. Proving the point. For sure. No, I'm, I think that's the only way that we can answer the question is principally, like you said, because mm. if we go and name all the sins, we're going to show our bias and show the ones that we want to justify you know what i mean like we can't if scripture calls it sin we have to like you're saying i mean i think and maybe powers disagrees but i think when jesus when jesus comprises the law love the lord your your heart soul mind and strength love your neighbors yourself that anything outside of that is sin Mm. and anything inside of that is righteousness and and he raised the bar and it's and it's yeah and it's to me it's that's why i say i don't know if we have to get it more convoluted so clearly there are things in scripture and precept that are, are sin, you know, clearly. And some of those are very easy to define once again, but most of them are not. Like, like we're saying, most of them are not. And so you take the precepts of concerning anger or concerning worldliness. So I, I think worldliness, like let's just talk about that one for really quick, if that's cool, okay. because there's a lot of that floating that's around. That's a good chat. Underrated. I think it's defined. <laughs> I do too. What is your definition? And I want First to John my, 2, 15 through 17. Which says, three things, right? Love not the world. Neither the things that are in the world. The man loves the world. The love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world. Alcohol. <laughs> tattoos. Sm- smoking weed and tattoos. And no, so that's not what it says. Democrat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Those are all internal. Yeah. Mm. So worldliness is a matter of the heart far beyond. So to me, that's self-sovereignty. Mm-hmm. 
that is like lust, lust of flesh is self-sovereignty. Uh, lust of the eyes is a self-gratification. Like it's a, I have to have, which is we see everywhere. Like I have to have my way. Like I have to meet my needs. I have to be, and vanity. It's a pride of life. Yeah. It, you know, and so you look at these things and you're going a self a self-sufficiency rate, basically. So you're looking at these things and worldliness is unbridled selfishness. Mm. It's selfishness not submitted to the reign of Christ. That's worldliness. But we <laughs> have made it wearing lipstick and having a tattoo and wearing jeans for girls and whatever it might be, like just this, this, the this, culture you know, it, and seeping I'm, into I'm, the church. I'm, I'm obviously overreacting, but like we've made it so external. Yeah. Like, like drinking alcohol or listening to music, just not listen to Bob Dylan or Bob Marley, Bob Marley, mm. or like, these are worldly things now. And, and I'm like, that's not, I would, I would affirm everything you're saying. But, I would, I would define, no, there's no buts. I would define it by saying, just want to add to worldliness is anything that makes holiness or Christ likeness look strange. But what, what is holiness though? Can well, we those need to be defined. Mm-hmm. Are, we just, but, are, we, are we just chasing rabbits no, no, right no. now big time? No. Okay. But I'd also say one examples. could be just as worldly privately as the man Absolutely. who falls down in the street drunk. Mm-hmm. Yes. His is just real visible and right. yours might be invisible, is it, is it, but you're just is it as Luke worldly. 15, I can't remember the passage where the two men entered the temple to pray. Luke 18. Luke 18. The Pharisee and, and the, the Pharisee publican. And the publican, and the yeah. publican oh yeah, because you used to be the publicans. Yeah. And the publican beats on his breast in yeah. humility. Yeah. God be merciful to me, a Can't sinner. Look up. And the Pharisee, God, I thank you. I'm not like other men. Not that's like that that's guy. the epitome of 1 John 2 15 that's to 17 it. to me. Yeah. Mm. Which is moralistic. As a matter of fact, I've always thought it's fascinating that when you read the Pilgrim's Progress, which is awesome, the way that even John Bunyan, a Puritan, defines worldliness, Mr. Worldly Wise Man, is not go do whatever you want, mm-hmm. follow the law, be mm-hmm. legal, be a good citizen, be civil, be polite. And go friends, right? Yeah. Yeah. And his and his son civility, mm. you know, go, you know, and it's just like, kind of, and that's, that's that's Christianity today. A lot of times, like let's just be honest, uh, four hundred years later from Bunyan, it's yeah. Danny. Just be a good citizen, be civil, be nice, yeah. be put together. It's all external. It's so, all this external stuff, and we're not hitting the heart anymore. So I don't, I don't know if you know this or you guys know this about me, but I grew up kind of like that, like in a very civil, proper environment like we weren't crazy lost pagans i i was sent to cotillion in oh, middle school where fun. i learned Cute. table manners how to do formal dances how to talk to a girl's father things like this and i was kind of told that if you live like this in this very proper and upright manner and you dress well and you carry yourself well and you look someone in the eye when you shake them the hand that's what a christian is I don't want to throw those things out the window. Yeah, we're not saying those are bad. Yeah. Right, but yeah. I want to say that's not that's what the not, Bible says Christians that's are. That's not worldliness and holiness. Culturally, yeah. you could be a naked African and be godlier than the Victorian person covered up to their neck, mm. says Lewis in I'm Mere jo- Christianity. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, no, I, <laughs> I, love, I love that. Right yeah. here. Right here. Mere no. Christianity behind us. Um, but just a, and I will... I will turn this this wheel back over to you here. Yeah, in a sorry. Again. No, but hands off. on the holiness thing, because that's the converse of worldliness. Yeah. So if if worldliness yeah. is a matter of the heart, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and pride of life, right. what is holiness? Yeah. It's also internal. I'm not saying that these things don't have external manifestations. They to do. Them. They clearly they do. do. Mm-hmm. They clearly do. Yeah. Like and and you know our ideologies. And sometimes bleed seeing through. those, we should ask the question like, everything okay? Or 
their actions reveal something's going on that's yeah. sinister inside. You know, out of the but depth the ho- of the heart, the mouth but the, speaks. But holiness seems like it would be self submission. Mm. You know, uh, self denial, like like yeah, me, 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 ultimate self denial. So it seems like the the opposite of what holiness is. And I'm not meaning like self denial, like I can't have that donut. Self denial in like if my desires clash with Christ's desires. Yeah, we've been talking to our home group also of like God must win. Uh, my time. desires might not be bad. It might not be bad to like want a bunch of stuff right. if it's in line with what God wants or it's submitted to what Christ wants. It becomes bad. It becomes worldly, unholy when it supersedes. So That's good. Okay. So we talked about the different levels of like the consequences and the like societal, like you said, the guy falling down in the street drunk, you know? So if there's different levels of consequences for sin, but there's the same level of judgment from God on all sin. Why is that? Hmm. Why isn't there differing? It's like Adam said, I think it's, there's not, I mean, there's different sins even vertically in the sense of the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit cannot be forgiven. So mm-hmm. like, so that's that's different than all the others. There's only one sin that you can't come back from. We, we may not talk about this. I've talked about in collective, but I think that's a rejection of Christ is the blasphemy yeah. of the Holy Spirit. Ultimately, ultimately, that's it's not like cursing the name of the Holy Spirit, is. but like it's Those are the rejection of Christ, not like forgiven, which is saying no to yeah. the Holy Spirit's yeah. conviction and can't be forgiven. Amen. Um, but vertically speaking, I would even say that God has warranted that certain sins would carry a greater social stigma or a higher degree of disqualification for ministers than others. I just think like he does that, like um, when he appoints. When he gives us First Timothy three, for pastor elders, yeah, he's saying that there are certain things, and not all sin is included in that. Mm-hmm. There are cert- blameless, mm-hmm. above reproach, you know, husband of one wife, hospitable. Yeah, which actually, how funny is that? Hmm. That ho- like that greed is not even really mentioned there. I mean, I guess you could say like temperance yeah. and like, right. the, the, right. but but hospitable. Like that's another thing that I think we don't we. Are we're, you welcoming? We're, we're inhospitable people, <laughs> which is something that's just acceptable in our culture. Yeah. In, in the burbs. Like you can just be locking my door. Locking my door, go in my backyard. I have a ring. That's look, it. Who's there? You know? And so it's just easy for us to look at these things. But I do, but I do think like, like if I stood up in front of building 28 this weekend and said, guys, I have a confession. It's pretty big. And the elders agree. And I'm going to go and leave for six months. And you said what? And I said, because I've been inhospitable. People would laugh at you. But right. that'd be a good way to open up to that passage. That'd be a good Dude, illustration. Dude, I might do that before this podcast releases. To I might, drive that I might just, home, I might be like, like we sober, are so out of whack. sober moment with guys, what we think sin is. Guys, and I'm actually, I have Jeffrey come up here and stand up here with me tonight for this. And I'd Jeffrey just be like, hey, you know, it's, I'm not trying to make light of anything. I'm just saying like, that would be weird. That would be, we'd be like, for being inhospitable. Yeah. But in but, yeah, other that's cultures, that's a biblical disqualification for a pastor. In more, wow. is it Central Africa cultures like that is seen being not welcoming people into your home? Maybe in Asian cultures too, like that is held very high. Mm. Like you not only ought to do that, this is expected of you. So if you don't, you are failing at this. Right. Whereas things like anger are kind of hidden in an Asian culture. Like again, I feel yeah. like we're, I feel like, and I, I love it. I love it. You might not love it who's listening or watching, but I love it. I feel like we're ranting a little bit, maybe not answering Danny's question, but it's clear from scripture that not all sin is even meant to be the same horizontally. Right. Like it's just not that there's certain aspects of sin that are going to breed a greater level of mistrust for a pastor to his congregation, for a husband to his wife. Would you, 
Yeah. Would you say that that only goes for people in ministry? No, no, no. Because the pastor is himself what ev- is is the exemplary model of what every Christian. They're called to a higher to, standard. Mm-hmm. You know, James three. Like they're called to you know yeah. a higher standard. But every Christian is a missionary, an evangelist, a disciple maker, whatever word you want to say. Like whatever you know. Like I, you know, if everyone's a missionary. No one's a missionary. Every Christian is a missionary. Whatever. Debatable. I don't even. Hey, hey, we'll have a podcast about that. It'll be so fun. And Let's no one it. will listen to it. No one will. <laughs> but except missionaries. They're like, come on. Okay. <laughs> we got our episode. Second Corinthians 5. Back we are all point. ambassadors of Christ. Yes. So however you want to unpack that missionary. Yes. Design maker, whatever. Amen. We're ambassadors of Christ. Representatives Amen. of Christ. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard to represent Christ well, even as pagan and relativistic as our culture is. They know, it's ingrained upon their conscience, that if Danny is being wasted on the weekend, and then trying to invite them to church on Sunday, something's not stacking up. Yeah. No, it's just like not stacking up. Like they're like, no. Or if you hear your neighbor yelling at your kids all the time and then he says, hey, come to church. We're Christian yeah. people. It's like, be kind. Be kind, guys. Be kind. And it's like, here? you're like, whoa. And I think that's, I, let's, just, let's be real. Like that is one of the things that has graded as pastors upon us is the inconsistencies within Christianity. Mm-hmm. Not where we like, like we're all going to be inconsistent at times, but the gross, consistent inconsistencies mm-hmm. of where it's just like we just live in inconsistency with our confession. Mm-hmm. And and then we wonder why our message isn't potent anymore, you know? So if if we're not in Africa or Asia where hospitality is as prized and valued. Culturally. Then we need to maybe have as high a radar mm. toward that as we do toward sexuality, because our radar is pretty high when it comes to sexuality. Yeah. I agree. You know, but it's like not very high when it comes to like addiction and social media overuse mm. and gluttony. And, you know, our radar is actually kind of high when it comes, especially with ministers, to pride and bullying and self-assertion and all this stuff. But then it's not very high when it comes to ministers being temperate or bold. Like, like, what about a lack of boldness? Like, what about a lack of courage? Yeah. yeah. Like Lewis said, I, I love it. According men, almost every podcast, but men without uh, chests, men without chests. But I, I was going for the um, oh, different ones for that. <laughs> courage, courage is the highest virtue. Yeah, because it is the testing point of every other virtue. ABCs, adventure, bravery, courage. It's, it's 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 the it's the it doesn't matter if you are virtuous, like in a sense of okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to look at porn, mm-hmm. for example. It matters if you have the fortitude or courage to not look at porn when the moment arises to live it out like like so it it's it's the backing for all of our all of our virtues like we have to be courageous enough to actually act on them it's one thing to like mm-hmm. just be a christian here on sunday morning that doesn't take much courage nope it's it's to be a christian out there right takes a lot more courage to have to, right. for our convictions to actually show through yeah. takes a lot more courage and so what what happens with cowardice like that's a sin that's very acceptable because yeah. it's culturally appropriate. Mm. Or it's, like, it's like, oh, you're just so nice. Like, you're not going to confront me on this stuff. You're just so nice. Like, you know, <laughs> call me out on the podcast. I'm not trying to, like, <laughs> oh, I'm, just, yeah. I'm just using you as but examples today. No, yeah. no, no, but, Hufflepuffs out but I think, there. I, but, I, but I do think, and people, probably leaders. people can watching or even listening can yeah. tell, you're not cut from the same cloth as me and Adam. Yeah. We're not even cut completely from the same cloth. No. But, but I think we're more aggressive personality mm-hmm. types. So we would probably have to learn kindness and compassion and deference a lot more. And if you're a personality type that is more affable, yeah. And, and hospitable. Kind, hospitable, compassionate. You're going to have to learn potentially courage yeah. more. Yeah, some people need to back off. Some people need to get going. And it's, and it's yeah. easy, it's easy for, sure. for us yeah. to sit over here and go, oh, look at Danny. She's so like, she's she's so 
full of cowardice. She's so, <laughs> you know, she's unwilling to step up. And it's easy for the people on the other side to be like, look at them. They're like a jerk. And, they're, and it's harder yeah. for us to see like what's going on yeah, inside of inward. us. Like to see what's going on here. And once again, that comes back to verticality. Mm-hmm. Like, just it's easy to compare myself with others and be like, right. oh, I'm, I'm nicer than Adam or I'm, I'm more bold than Danny. Instead of being like, what is Christ calling us to? For an example to follow. Mm-hmm. And worrying more, a lot more about that instead of policing everybody else. Yeah. No, and, and I'm not really saying, good. once again, just, just so we're clear, like, I'm not saying that like, if your brother's stumbling, Matthew 7, that you don't confront them. Right. Um, or I'm sorry, Matthew 18, that you don't confront them. I'm thinking Matthew 7, judge not, should be not judged. Um, so there's a balance there. there the, the two extremes of this very conversation is I'm just confronting everybody about everything, which no one likes that person, or I'm not confronting anyone about anything. Which in Which time, no one would like that person. Yeah. Mm. No one actually likes that person. Because if you're really There's a friend no there. to someone, yeah. then you're going to have the hard conversation. You're not going to allow your friend to die of alcoholism. Right. You're going you to. shouldn't. Not love. Yeah. That's not love. Yeah. So. Yeah. So to wrap everything up a little bit, we're running out of time. How can we create, how can the listeners create a culture in their church that isn't so accepting of certain sins? Or maybe even so condemning of others yeah (laughs) we need it starts from the pulpit Mm. we need pastors who look like jesus Mm. that make the certain groups uncomfortable. You gotta be working on that beard, bro. It's just (laughs) not look like jesus come on your hair's a little short maybe a glory (laughs) we'll get there uh the only thing me and jesus have in common we need people who major on what the Bible majors on and calls sin what the Bible calls sin and stops there and doesn't go further than the Bible goes culturally and be willing to actually call sin what it is, even when it's more acceptable, mm. things like this. So the from the get-go, from the top down, the leadership of every congregation needs to look like Jesus and making both the lost unbeliever uncomfortable with the call to Christ, as well as the religious lost person who needs to get rid of their religiosity and man-made traditions and come to the substance and let go of all the shadows and rule keeping. We need ministers that do that and that push us and that, that push these boundaries a little bit and keep us on our heels in wise, courageous, winsome ways. Look, I am. It's good. No, there's no secret here. I am a wired hardcore iconoclast like i i want to fight against everything i want to blow up everything in so many ways and so it's gonna get clipped except the things that are right (laughs) no 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 but i want to i want to even talk about those in the sense of so like something probably people haven't thought about is jesus is the antithesis of first john 2 15 through 17 like completely so he's not just the antithesis of one of those things because what's gonna happen is we're gonna want to take lust of the flesh lust of the eyes and pride of life and be like i'm not one of those because as Christians, I think we're going to have a, a mentality to it. So Jesus would say, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And I think that that's the antithesis of 1 John 2, 15 through 17 okay. to me, where like you could, you could very easily go heart, mind, strength, like could, could be the converse. So meaning this, like, sorry, the pride of life would have a lot to do with the heart, you know, like potentially. And the lust of the flesh would have a lot to do with the mind and the lust mm-hmm. of the eyes would have a lot to do with willpower. And so what it is, is we're taking the totality of who we are submitting it to Christ, but it's easy because we're wired different. So it's easy for me to submit my mind to Jesus and not my will. Mm-hmm. 
You know what Me I mean? Like, it. like, like, so, so for us, and this is what I was going to say is it sounds theoretical and probably pe people probably look at me and you and they think we're pie in the sky theologian guys up in a tower totally. somewhere. Totally. But this is a theoretical concept in a sense of we have to, we have to fight our bias and get back to the heart over the behavior. Mm. Yeah. Like we have to belief do that. Belief is always like, over like behavior. Mm. Well, belief because it colors behavior. Right, behavior like, it colors right. all our behavior. Like why <laughs> does why does the why does the pimp utilize the women? Like why does he do that? Well, you'd be like, oh, it's to make money. It's make money by utilizing these prostitutes. No, it's ultimately because that's where his heart is leading him. His heart is influencing his behavior. And so for us, why do I gossip about my friends? Like why do I gossip about other people? Like why do I run to food to satisfy me? Why am I narcissistic and proud? Like, why, why do I evidence certain things in my life? Well, it's because I have believed them. Like, I have, I have adopted them as true, at least in a moment, mm -hmm. and, and believe those things. And so for me, it's I'm getting back to, look, like, understanding my bias is going to take me to all of us are thinkers, feelers, or doers. Like, you have a primary one, you have a secondary yeah. one, and there's one like you're asleep to, I would say. Mm -hmm. And the one you're asleep to is probably going to be your greatest weakness. Like it's going to be, so you're going to struggle with loving the Lord, your God, with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength, all of those. That's the call, not just one, not just two of them, all of them. And when we do that correctly by the power of the spirit, we love the Lord, our God, with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, all the behaviors, all the externals typically begin to take care of themselves. Mm -hmm. It's not that they're not important. It's not that they're not evidence of what's going on in our heart, but if we only preach to behaviors, yeah. Don't, stop doing this and do this. Read your Bible 30 minutes a day and stop, you know, going out Saturday night, whatever. We're missing the heart. And, we'll be really and good Pharisees people, and not yeah. good gospel people. people. Have really, people will have yeah. really good Sunday nights and really bad Monday mornings. Mm. That's what's going to happen. Is they're going to be like, oh, I can do it today. And they wake up and it's Monday. And, and they don't like, do it again. And they don't do it. And now it's just guilt and shame and fear mongering yeah. instead of joy in Jesus for how we're supposed to be living this yeah. life. Which, which is what Titus 2, 11 and 12 says, for the grace of God has appeared, that's Christmas, teaching us to deny ungodliness and embrace everything that Christ and is. And worldly lust. Yeah. And so what is it that leads and us to, to embrace it? Upright. It's the grace of God that's appeared. It's not behavior first. It's belief first. Always. Yeah. But I've heard that verse used in the context of to embrace, to deny ungodliness and worldly lust and to live upright, perfect, godly lives right. in this present age. We, right. we wait for the blessed hope and glory of spirit of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Like, I've heard it like people be like, well, that just means you shouldn't do well, this, 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 and this. Yeah. And we got to get away from that. We got, yeah. we got, like, now we shouldn't do sin. Like, clearly we're saying that you shouldn't do sin, but there's so many other, we, we, like, for me, like I look at my kids and I'm like. I want to have the why conversation, which we talked about a lot. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, you did this. That's what you did. Why? Why did you do it? What's really going on? Like, what, yeah. And I think we should be having that conversation with Christians. Yeah. Like, why are we dry? Why are we running to? Yeah, it's not good that we're like overindulging in food, chocolate cake or whatever, like all the time. But why are we doing that? Like, where's the emptiness that's there? Yeah. That's not being satisfied. Like, where, you know, where, where's that coming from? So um, behind every evil vile sin is a good desire that could be really satisfied in the right direction it's twisted yeah yeah because evil wouldn't exist unless there was at first a good that's objective that we have then deviated from i completely agree we've talked about yeah. that so many times yeah. here that which is why atheism doesn't exist because you punch evil. an atheist in the face he's gonna <laughs> think you've done wrong you say well, who says who yeah well <laughs> Yeah, so that that not recommended by that the way. that yeah, that evil. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that because we have a standard that would say we shouldn't do that. Right. right. Um, but 
the uh, yeah Thankfully. but but the uh, the idea of yeah you're right the idea of evil is just the twisting of good like that's that's really what it is mm-hmm. it's just we've gotten good wrong and so if that's why i argue continually if we can just and it sounds like pie in the sky it sounds hypothetical like whatever it's just not though this is the most if, practical stuff if we can actually yeah, submit our lives is. to christ and yeah. like just try to live for his honor yeah his pleasure his happiness amen all, all other stuff like if our heart is in line if the entirety of our beings in line and when somebody's struggling somebody's sinning somebody's full of unbelief somebody's full of anxiety potentially if it's not clinical then it's just easy to be like hey look aaron danny adam clearly something's going on there where has your rightful desire been twisted yeah mm. you know i think those conversations like just like conversing with people showing compassion courage conviction yeah you know like that's what we need to do thanks for tuning in today thanks for uh hosting for us dan great job great job thank you uh try to be a little more courageous okay okay a little more i will try <laughs> to be a little more kind over here <laughs> anyway thanks for tuning in we'll see you guys next time thanks for listening to out of odds if you enjoyed this episode share it with your friends and leave us a review on apple Podcasts, spotify or anywhere you listen out of Oz is produced by Building 28 Church and Podcast Royale. You can find out more about the show and Building 28 by visiting outofozpodcast.com. New episodes drop every Monday, and you can get each one automatically by subscribing in your favorite podcast app.